0: This is Rocks to Roots, a podcast presented by the Spokane Conservation District. This podcast series is intended to share education and resources related to land management, conservation practices, and celebrate some of the great stewards of our land here in our region. for tuning in to another episode of Rocks to Roots podcast. I'm your host, Hillary, the Outreach and Communications Coordinator for the Spokane Conservation District. And with me, as always, my co-host, Dwayne.
1: Hey, good afternoon. How y'all doing?
0: Well, I'm doing good. Well, I'm excited for our conversation today. We have Rose Richardson from the Inland Northwest Land Conservancy here with us. But before we hop into the episode, I just have a couple of announcements I want to make. So first of all, we have a couple of events coming up for the Spokane Conservation District. The first one is a conservation celebration slash 80th birthday party for the Spokane Conservation District that we will be hosting here at our new campus location, located at 4422 East 8th Avenue in Spokane Valley. That is going to take place on September 25th from 10 to 4 p.m. We have a full day of family fun for the whole gang. Things like a seed saving class with vets on the farm. And Jeff
1: Reed from Slow Dirt.
0: That's true. Yep, Jeff Reed, who was also on the podcast. So make sure and check out that episode. We also have some great children's events, such as creating nature art, rock painting. We have a Name the Gnome coloring contest. And we also are going to be hosting a South Spokane Farm Corridor Farmer's Market in the afternoon. So make sure that you head over to spokanecd.org slash events and RSVP for that before September 22nd. The second event that we have coming up is going to be in November, and it is our Farm and Food Symposium so that's going to be taking place on November 5th and 6th. And this year, our keynote speaker for the event is going to be Ray Archuleta. He is a certified professional soil scientist with the Soil Science Society of America. Ray has over 30 years of experience as a soil conservationist, a water quality specialist, and a conservation agronomist with NRCS. So we are very excited to host him. So make sure that you also stay tuned for more info on those. All right, well, let's go ahead and hop into our interview with Rose Richardson. Rose, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, Rose, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with the Inland Northwest Land Conservancy.
2: Yeah, well, I um, I grew up in Spokane and uh, born and raised here. I grew up around the Seven Mile area, so I grew up in what I think is one of the better parts of Spokane, down by the river. Catching crawdads in the summer, hanging out with ponderosa pines, all the nice trails out there. So, uh, I I fell in love with this area, um, you know, just just by living in it, you know. Um, so I um, I went to Western Washington University for school, just change of scenery, change of pace. Um, and I, I studied geography there. Shortly after graduating, joined the Washington Conservation Corps, uh, built trails, fought wildland fire, and then. Um, I kind of switched gears and became the stewardship assistant for the Whatcom Land Trust in Bellingham. And uh, so that's kind of where I learned a lot of what land trust work is, uh, what we do, why we do it, how to steward land so that they're um, taken care of in perpetuity, uh, and how to engage volunteers really effectively in that process. Uh, So uh, after my two-year term with the Washington Conservation Corps was up, uh, I went to look for, you know, what, what's next? You know, mm-hmm. I, I love this work. I want to keep doing it. So, uh, I, I looked back to Spokane. I, I want to go back and, and do this work in the lands that I love. And so there was Inland Northwest Land Conservancy. And, uh, so I, I, it was just kind of kismet uh,
0: cool.
2: that I got to come back. Yeah.
0: Well, so, um, Spokane native, where'd you go to high school? North Central. Okay, yep. cool. Awesome. <laughs> yep. Go, Marmots. <laughs> Perfect. How fitting. I love it. So, can you tell us a little bit of history about the Inland Northwest Land Conservancy, how it was formed, and what your guys' mission is?
2: Yeah, so that's actually kind of a funny question, or, you know, a funny, funny experience too, because um, I, I had always heard the name Inland Northwest Land Trust. Kind of bounced around when I was younger uh, from my dad, and I I didn't really put it together how deeply involved he actually was in the land trusts formation until I got the job in 2019, and then I started to learn the history, and it turns out that my dad Bob Richardson was a founding board member. He was the first president,
0: oh, so wow. it, he was
2: uh, part of the the catalyst of getting a bunch of conservationists together into. In the Northwest Land Trust, so it was him and uh, his brother Tom, and uh, Doug Pinio, and Deborah Schultz, and Betsy Jewett, all of whom are still very involved in conservation work now. In fact, Deborah Schultz is still on our board. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, it's definitely uh, uh, an Family important
1: tradition at this point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, and um, and we're so glad to have Deborah. Um Schultz on our board as well too. She provides a lot of um context and um you know is is kind of a grounding presence too for our work, which is really cool. Um but our mission is to uh conserve lands, uh or I guess our <laughs> if I were to state our mission exactly, it is to conserve, care for, and connect to lands and waters
0: essential to life in the in the Northwest. Awesome. So, yeah, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I love that history with your dad being on the board. <laughs>
1: And when you yeah. are going about preserving these lands, who do you work with primarily?
2: Yeah, so we work, I guess I'll take a kind of a roundabout way <laughs> to answer this question. Um, so we protect lands in a few different ways. Uh, the first is kind of our bread and butter. That's the conservation easement. Uh, and to do those, we work with private landowners. Uh, so I guess primarily we work with private landowners. Um, but we also protect land by purchasing it directly. Uh, if... You know, uh, we don't want to get into the business of owning and managing land. That's not really what we do. But, um, you know, if a land has uh, really important conservation values, healthy forests, healthy waterways running through it, open spaces that wildlife love and use, then we'll come in and and purchase it, usually in the short term, uh, to transfer it to another public agency that's better at managing stuff like that, like um, city of Spokane parks or uh, something like that. So, um, so that's kind of our, our second method, but the, the third one is, is facilitation. So becoming kind of a uh, an intermediate party between a landowner and another agency, or we work with a, a lot of different people really. And in, in the grand scheme of things, we work with a lot of people to conserve land in our region um we work with private landowners to uh, conduct uh, conservation easements close conservation easements on lands that are worth protecting uh, we will preserve property directly by going in and purchasing that land we're not land managers but if you know a land has significant conservation values it's good for habitat it will be resilient in the face of climate change um, it's it's good for water quality or quantity then we'll go in and, and protect it um, Make uh, you know any habitat restoration that we're we're able to do, and um, and uh, engage volunteers in that process. And then, lastly, we also are are kind of a facilitator partner with a lot of different conservation organizations in our area. So we work frequently with uh, you know Spokane County Parks, City Parks. Um, We work with uh, you guys here at the Conservation Districts (laughs) pretty frequently. we also uh work with groups like Ducks Unlimited, Audubon Society. Uh we work with Department of Fish and Wildlife. We're we're uh, we've got growing relationships with uh all the tribes in our area, Spokane tribe, Kalispell and uh Coeur d'Alene tribes. Um and uh we we've also got easements with the Navy, with the Vista. So we're we're kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you threw around the word there uh, easement. Can you tell me a little bit more about what a conservation easement actually is?
2: Definitely, yeah. So conservation easement is is uh, an agreement between us as the conservancy and the private landowner. So, um, and and we try to make this a a conversation with the landowner, wherein we are helping them to resign their right to develop their land. Every parcel of land in the United States has a bundle of rights associated with it and um so we are helping to resign that single right to develop or subdivide really we 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 do like to it, it is a big decision to mm-hmm. resign that right and we try to make it an easy decision right mm-hmm. so um we'll we'll work with the landowner to say you know how did you use your property before did you harvest timber did you graze your cattle um how can we make that a a sustainable process and and how can we help you um, protect the conservation values of the property uh, while continuing to use it in a way that that you you know find reasonable. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um,
2: so we'll we'll create what's called a development envelope. That's usually a three to five acre area where a landowner can build their house. They can put up barns and sheds and garages and put in a pool if they want to, or big gardens or horse stables, whatever. And um, they'll. Uh, essentially, leave the rest of it open space, uh, open open space, uh, timberland, you know, agland, whatever, okay. whatever they have. So, um, yeah, it, it is it is a a big decision to to do that, but we we try to make it easy. Awesome. Yeah.
1: And now, so if you're going to have an easement as as a private landowner, you know, there's a lot of uh, concern there. I'd imagine as far as can. The uh, INWLC, can they just now come on your land whenever they want to at this point? Uh, what what rights are you kind of giving up on your land in order to have this easement, if any?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. So this land is still, it's all still private. It's it's privately owned. We just hold the interest of the development rights. So it's it's not suddenly open to the public. You're not going to have hunters coming through your land, or you're not going to have to build trails and sustain those trails for for public use or anything. This is purely to protect those conservation values. So, um, yeah, really uh, most of the land that is under conservation value is, or that is under conservation easement is, is largely untouched or unmanaged except for the management that they, they as a landowner do. So it's, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. pretty, pretty light touch generally. Nice.
1: And then when it comes to getting all these things done, how are you all funded?
2: Yeah, so we've got a, a variety of funding sources. The uh, largest one actually is uh, over fifty percent of our our funding comes from individual donations. So, oh wow! Yeah, we've got a very very strong donor base. That's great. Um, we also have corporate partners. We uh, get funding from uh, individual foundations, private foundations. Yeah, I think that's I think that's about it. We we also get a little bit of funding from uh, state and federal. Grant programs and and funding. Uh, last year, we, like many many businesses out here, did take advantage of the the PPE program. Oh,
0: um, okay, yeah.
2: So that's yeah, but but mostly okay. it is private donations. Awesome. Yeah.
0: So, how has your business model changed in recent years, and um, how have you guys grown as an entity?
2: Yeah. That's a really good question. So we actually recently went through a strategic framework kind of building process with our board and staff, and what resulted from that was the decision to, uh, you know, conserve, you know, conservation and, and protecting land is still kind of the core goal of our of our work. Mm-hmm. It, it's still pretty central, but uh, we're shifting some of our focus now towards taking care of the lands that are now protected and also connecting people to the lands that are protected. So okay. it's, yeah, we're, we're kind of shifting from just land to land and people. Yeah. So we're kind of building capacity a little bit to, uh, cater, cater to that new, that new direction.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I see a lot of great volunteer opportunities that you guys are posting all the time. So yeah. that's really cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you have one coming up. Uh, I just saw it's Waikiki Springs, mm-hmm. correct? And when is that happening? Yeah, so people we, know
2: we have a lot of things going on. Well, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard just to pick one. Uh, yes, we we do have a lot of stuff going on at, at Waikiki Springs. Uh, I think the trail work is mm-hmm. is kind of front and center at, at the moment. We've got. Uh, well, our our community conservation program manager, Todd Dunfield, he's he's also kind of our trails guru, has been over the summer already been building trails with volunteers at that property. Uh, so that that is a property that we manage. It is part of our management plan to build more sustainable trails on that property. So that's been an ongoing effort and it will continue into fall and, and possibly into next summer as well.
1: Cool. And so you said uh Dun- Todd Dunfield, sorry, mm-hmm. who does um hiking programs. Uh is there a hiking program for vets that could get out there? Oh, if they yeah. wanted to?
2: Definitely. Yeah. Todd hosts hikes all the time, uh, with um all, all, all kinds of different, you know, groups. We we've got uh hikes for veterans. I'm I'm not sure of specific dates on those, but mm-hmm. uh we have hikes with Jack Nisbet, local author and historian. We've got uh with uh, Nigel, Nigel Davies. He's a, a local geologist, so uh, I think there's a couple of hikes on the calendar for Audubon Society as well, so there's there are hikes for for everyone. And would <laughs> yeah. there be anything
1: that, uh, if someone wants to get involved in these hikes, that they should specifically bring? I mean, just long jeans? Uh, I mean, <laughs> be loving the outdoors, but good attitude?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, good attitude, whatever you're <laughs> comfortable hiking in. Yeah, they're, they're usually not too strenuous, and, and Todd is really great about Uh, Stopping at cool vistas and talking about the the land itself and the history of it, and he's really good at guiding those hikes for for all ages and all comfort levels. So nice, yeah,
0: yeah. Number one thing though, Dwayne was a good attitude. (laughs) (laughs) You got to bring that
2: with you. Most
1: definitely, if you're in the outdoors, you got to have a good attitude. Yeah, I mean, infectious at that point, right?
0: Hard not to have a good attitude outside. (laughs) Absolutely. So Rose, you are the stewardship manager. Mm-hmm. So how do you define stewardship and what does being a stewardship manager mean to you?
2: Yeah, stewardship is one of those kind of ambiguous words. I think we all yeah. have a slightly different definition in our brains. So mm-hmm. at INLC, it's it's pretty broad. Uh, it's it's just to take care of the land under protection. And so we have uh, two different levels of, of stewardship. So for our conservation easements, we are required to monitor those at least once per year. So that's kind of our our most basic level of, of stewardship is to go to those properties, engage with those landowners, talk with their foresters, their neighbors, whatever, to make sure that the easement is still functioning well, to make sure that it's all of the conservation values that we set out to protect are still intact. Okay. Uh, so that's that's basic stewardship. What we're moving into now, that kind of care for element that that we're we're moving into with this new strategic uh, direction, is uh, the enhanced stewardship program. and that is more of the planting parties and the trail work and the uh, we're we're putting up bat boxes and <laughs> you know building habitat and engaging people in that process.
0: Oh cool. yeah yeah I love the bat boxes. We actually have been having some talk about doing that on our property as well, yeah. so very cool,
2: yeah. it's all about the people, really. in in the end that 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 stewardship is about giving people the resources, the momentum, the motivation, the knowledge to to take care of the land for for themselves and for others.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. So you mentioned like Waikiki Springs and this volunteer land steward program. What are some of the other ongoing projects and programs that you guys are focused on right now?
2: Yeah. So our current uh, kind of suite of major projects at the moment, we've got three preserves that we're kind of hosting a lot of stuff on at the moment. Uh, so we've got our Room Rock Riverside project area. That's Immediately north to north of and adjacent to Palisade City Park, uh, so that's uh, about 120 acres of wetlands and ponderosa pine forests and open space and Mima mounds and all the good stuff out there in the rimrock area. And uh, so we'll be doing uh, a pretty significant planting actually in uh, late October. So that'll be uh, October 23rd is kind of the date that we've got set for that one. But that'll be 2,000 plants going into the ground. Uh, after a pretty significant wetland wow. uh, enhancement project, so uh, that's that's a pretty significant project we've got going on there. Uh, but we've also got some citizen science projects going on out there to kind of see how things change over time and uh, see how the the wetland responds to the the planting that we're we're going to do. Um, and we've also got yeah. So the, the Waikiki Springs project is is pretty significant as well. We've we've got all kinds of things going on out there. We've got trail building. We're going to do some more planting out there as well. There's some some social trails that we've closed off that we want to plant in and some areas of uh, not not high erosion potential, but we, we still want to kind of plant up the hillside so that uh, things stay stable. And uh, we, we recently had, uh, this is kind of a past project, but one that will likely recur in the future, is uh, a pretty significant salmon release with the Spokane Tribe and, uh their their natural resources department and the, the Department of Fish and Wildlife so that was that was a pretty huge project for us uh, we were very very happy to support the Spokane tribe in in getting their their 51 adult Chinook salmon released into the little Spokane River so that was yeah that was pretty, pretty that was sweet. an
0: <laughs> amazing event I had the honor of being there and it was just such a special Moment and event, and I mean, the emotions were really high there. Um, so can you kind of elaborate a little bit more for those that might not have had the chance to be there or know about it?
2: Yeah, so the Waikiki Springs area, and so there the the Waikiki Springs area is kind of unique. It's uh, Waikiki Springs on the south side of the little Spokane River is owned and managed by Department of Fish and Wildlife. We own the northern side of the of the river. So that's we call it the Waikiki Springs Nature Preserve, just to <laughs> kind of differentiate things a little bit. Um, but they, uh, the right there at Waikiki Springs on the south side is where a ton of cold, clear, clean, fresh aquifer water just spills out of the hillside, and it dumps right into Little Spokane River, and it creates this awesome ideal habitat for fish and fish rearing and breeding, and so. Um, the Spokane Tribe uh, Natural Resources Department uh, fisheries guy, uh, Connor Georgie, came out and was kind of looking around and said, oh, my gosh, this is going to be brilliant. Like, we we got to do this to uh, do, do a, a release. And so here, here we go. We, we thought it was going to be three or five or ten years in the making, but uh, Connor and the rest of the tribe and Department of Fish and Wildlife and INLC, we kind of came together all Real quick, and it just kind of came came together in a few months. Oh wow! So A bunch of
1: people doing what they love, going to get it done, huh?
2: Oh yeah, heck yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, it happened a lot faster than we were anticipating. But the the fish were were ready for it. The tribe was really ready for it, and um, so it it was a really significant thing for for the tribe because the the, the Spokane tribe has um, ha- had historically fished there um, for. <laughs> For, for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. right until right. until there were no salmon, you know. So it, it was uh, 110 years in the making that this this re-release kind of kind of came about. So it was it was a big deal.
0: Yeah, I got there and I was expecting it to be like fish eggs or something. <laughs> I was not expecting it to be full adult salmon. I yeah. mean, it was so cool. Those fish are big, and it was just so cool to have the train of all of the spectators and the community members and your partners there and literally were doing like passing the fish into the river. It was, it was really wild. a very cool event. So yeah. yeah, big, big high fives to you guys. That was uh, <laughs> super cool. Yeah.
2: It was, it was kind of fun seeing them, uh, the, the Spokane tribe DNR kind of like wrestling the fish out of yes. the truck that had to be brought <laughs> down there that all, there were 51 fish in this gigantic truck and they just had their nets trying to scoop them up wildly. And yeah, yeah it grabbing them by
0: the fins and it everything. Was was so it was really yeah. cool.
2: And uh, a few people got to actually release a fish into the water after, you know, passing it down the hillside. So it was, mm-hmm. yeah, big, powerful moments for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, that was really, really cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, taking on projects like this, do you find you have any uh, setbacks or challenges?
0: I mean always
2: um at this point we're we're to the point where we have so many landowners that are excited to protect their land we have so many potential projects that we could do on on properties that we've protected that we really are in a an odd position where we kind of are limited by capacity and we have to say no to stuff and that's that's a little bit hard but really focusing our energy on on the projects that matter like like the salmon release and purchasing things like Waikiki Springs Nature Preserve where it is so biodiverse, and it is likely to be resilient in the face of climate change. And um, you know, being being deliberate about where we focus our efforts that's that's really the challenge for us. We're mm-hmm. we're very much say yes people, and so um, having to scale back and well, not not scale back, but you know, be just be more deliberate is. How many I'm employees sorry. do you guys have? <laughs> we're six at the moment oh wow but, uh, we've recently hired another uh, another as a land protection specialist so wow and yeah.
1: y'all are still hiring currently correct? still
2: hiring yeah we've got one more that'll be kind of uh, facilitating uh, event planning and communications and stuff like that so yeah
0: definitely apply if you're yeah interested yeah oh awesome yeah um so at the we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the episode but I kind of want to f- go and revisit it. But do you so who are some of those local organizations that you work with on these projects? Um and how do they help boost the work of your group?
2: Yeah, so we are like I said we're we're really into that land protection kind mm-hmm. of side. That's our that's our bread and butter. So uh we <laughs> there's really no reason for us to build out programs that we don't already have. Um we we want to lean on our, our community partners and, and those that really know how to do that stuff well mm-hmm. to uh, expand our work and, and broaden that, that into new realms. Uh, so we work with uh, right now we're working with um, Ducks Unlimited to uh, do some restoration on some lands in the Salties flats. We are working with the uh, department of fish and wildlife always to help us manage Waikiki Springs. Uh, so, um, and we're working with uh, the lands council to do some of the planting at Rimrock Riverside. So there are so many organizations out there that are really good at the education and the restoration and the, um, you know, the, the long-term stewardship work that, that we're, you know, we, we are good at doing some of that stuff ourselves, but we, we want to definitely lean on others too to, to expand that even further.
0: Awesome. So in your opinion, I'm wondering, is there an area within Spokane County that is, you know, feeling the pressure of development and needs to be prioritized right now? Yeah, so it's kind of funny. We are looking to –
2: we get a lot of questions about what about the Rastrum Prairie and, Mm. you know, areas that are getting pretty hammered with development and – we definitely could spend a lot of time going through and protecting parcel by parcel areas in the Rathrum Prairie, but we feel like uh, it's it's really important for us to focus on areas that have not been totally hammered with development yet, you know, that are still green and beautiful and large parcels intact that uh, if we were to focus our efforts on areas like Micah Peak or Mount Spokane or... Uh, further you know you know kind of expand the areas around Antoine Peak or the Dishman Hills uh that those those areas are really really important to to protect so those are kind of our our priority areas for the the coming years is that that kind of Mica Peak to Mount Spokane Corridor on both sides of the Spokane or the of the Washington-Idaho border.
1: So yeah. I, I hike Micah Peak all the time I hike Eiler, Dishman Hills, all those all the time, and so I have a huge question: Is Dishman Hills ever going to connect to Eiler?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know. That's a question for for the folks at Dishman Hills Conservancy. Okay, yeah, gotcha. or or, or Spokane him, County. But
1: I talked to them a few times. And they always said they're in the works. It's gonna happen. <laughs> so If you don't mind putting in a word or a boot, you know, let's get it done. Yeah, no. <laughs>
2: I I wouldn't bet against Dishman Hills Conservancy. I'm I'm sure
0: they're they're getting good stuff done over there. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious, is there an area in Spokane County that's just like really special to you that maybe you have done a lot of work on or you're looking forward to get a project on the ground? Um,
2: that's that's a really good question. I think the little Spokane River Corridor is just critical. I you know, it's it's one of those areas where there's potential for a lot of pretty large scale development. It's a beautiful area. Everyone wants to move and look over the the little Spokane River valley. so and that is one of the the coldest, cleanest, clearest water sources that we have out here. So I think protecting that valley it, and it's so diverse too in in vegetation. it's it's really cool. Um, on On one side of the valley, you have uh, vegetation that you'd see in western Washington. It's just wet and moist and you've got, Douglas firs and ferns and mosses everywhere, and it's it's just lush. And then you look to the other side of the valley that's kind of hammered by the Spokane sun, and you've got classic inland northwest forest, and it's ponderosas and, and grasses, you know, the, those Idaho fescues and the bunch grasses and all that stuff, and snowberries and all that. So it's just a really cool transition to go from one side of the river valley to the other. And so to have a corridor along the whole valley where we could you know, see that, um, that diversity stay, I think that would be really, really important.
1: As far as the uh, conservancy goes and uh, your view of it, what hierarchy would you put as far as erosion, uh, wildlife, plant life to um, reestablish? Is there a priority there or is it just all kind of...
2: That's a really good question. I think we're kind of all over all over the board on that one. I think um personally i I think wildlife is really really important and that's a that's a strong driver of the work that we do is um, you know what wildlife is present on the property is this is the land providing some kind of a wildlife corridor for for wildlife and um, so I, I think of all of those, I think preserving wildlife habitat is
0: I'm looking for a good hike for the weekend. <laughs> how, would I, how would I access that area? <laughs> how do I get there? That's yeah. quite familiar.
2: Yeah, so to get to our Waikiki Springs area, um, that would be, uh, there's a trailhead off of Fairwood Drive. Uh, so if you're familiar with uh, Mill Road that goes um, down to, uh, kind of connects up with 395, um, There's a a trailhead that just off of Fairwood Drive that it's being improved now, actually, by Department of Fish and Wildlife. Um, So it'll hold more cars. It's got this nice gravel trail down to the river. And so, yeah, so you come to a nice little switchback trail and it takes you across the river and then suddenly you're on INLC land and there's a whole wild network of trails going on over there. So awesome. Yeah.
1: If you were to go up to one of those places, do you have to have a discovery pass or anything, or can you just park?
2: Good question. Yeah, you should have a discovery pass to park in the parking area. If it's full, you'll want to park down the street, down by Bozarth Mansion. Is, is just
0: down the street from there. So, Cool. Mm-hmm. So another personal question kind of for you. <laughs> um, what is your favorite thing about working for in the Northwest Land Conservancy?
2: oh man people in conservation are just fun to work with like <laughs> I don't know what it is with people that like to work outside it's just a really fun environment um we're we're all kind of like minded in that you know we're we're all about staff meetings outside going for hikes instead of sitting around a desk and uh if we want to have a meeting but we're like I've been in front of the computer too long let's go for a walk you <laughs> know totally. <laughs> it's just a really a really cool environment and Uh, so everyone's, you know, and and we're all so driven to, to further the, the conservation goals We're we're, um, very driven by the, the 30 by 30 metric. And so we're, we're just, we're all hustling, you know, and that's, that's a cool environment to be part of is everyone coming for a a common goal.
1: So can you tell us a little bit more about this 30 by 30? I heard there was a remark by Biden. (laughs) Uh, He was releasing certain funds for this.
2: Mm. Yeah, well, and and really, I think Biden kind of jumped on the train. To be honest, this okay. this was already something that was was formulated, and um, I think it was by uh, the Land Trust Alliance that we first heard it. Um, and that that was years ago that this was kind of coming about. That if we want to have a sustainable community that can survive and thrive uh, in the face of climate change, that we need to conserve. of our lands by 2030. So it's a lofty goal. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's interesting in in our service territory, we did kind of an analysis of this in our service territory, which is uh, five counties in Northeast Washington and two in North Idaho. In our service territory, we've met that goal. (laughs) (laughs) North Idaho is (laughs) North Idaho and, and Ponderay County really are, are, you know, covered up in, in conserved lands, lands that are considered, you know, protected from, from development. Um, but in Spokane County, we, we got a little bit of room to go. So we are right around 10% of lands that are, are protected in Spokane County. So we've, we've got some room to go. And, yeah. and we as a staff are, are ready to meet that challenge.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So you guys have, um, job opportunities, you have volunteer opportunities, you guys are doing lots of cool projects all around Spokane County. So for those who want to support you and get involved um, with the Inland Northwest Land Conservancy, um, where do they go? How do they learn more about you?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so our website is the best way to learn more about what we do and to sign up for any events that we've got going on. So that's inlandnorthwestland.org. InlandNWland.org, <laughs> um, and so that's that's a good place to learn about where we work, why we do what we do, sign up for events and all that. But we also have you know Facebook and Instagram and all that, so you can see pretty pictures of, of stuff that we're doing too. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, we we do have a lot of events coming up uh, late September, October, early November. Those that's kind of the the big. Uh, stewardship kind of event season so that's that's when Todd will be doing a lot of trails and hikes and when I'll be doing a lot of planting and we'll be doing uh, some citizen science projects and we'll actually be at Waikiki Springs I, I know we, we keep talking about Waikiki Springs it, that's our 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 kind of baby at the moment uh, we are putting in uh, kind of the the bare bones uh, at this point of an outdoor educational space so the, the property had uh, before we owned it, long before we owned it, was Waikiki Dairy. And so some of the foundations of those buildings still exist. And one of the foundations is this kind of cool little tiered structure. So it creates almost like a little natural amphitheater-like structure. Oh,
0: cool. <laughs> so
2: we're going to go in and clean it up. And and then in the spring, we can bring in you know groups to talk about the, the salmon release and talk about the, the diversity of the property and Jack Nisbet can talk about the history of the thing. And so it's, yeah, that's, that's another project we got going on.
0: Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you heard it Rose and the Inland Northwest Land Conservancy doing some great work out there. We appreciate obviously being another conservation partner <laughs> and all of the great things you guys do. So Rose, we like to close on a little bit of a Spitfire round where we get to where our listeners get to know you a little bit better. Are you up for it?
2: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay. Let's see. All right. What is a food you could not live without? Oh
2: man. I love curry. I think curry Ooh, is yum. one of my favorite foods of all time.
1: Yeah. Where's your favorite place to get curry around here in Spokane?
2: Oh, man. Uh, mango Tree is pretty good downtown. Yeah. I have yet to try that place. It's on my
0: list, though. I oh, heard man. it's just spectacular. It. It's awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, Rose endorses it tonight. So I do. Yeah. To yeah, exactly.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> might get a gift card in the mail here. Uh, let's see. Um, do you have a favorite plant or a flower? I
2: my My favorite native is uh is service berry common service berry that one it's uh beautiful foliage it's you know wildlife love it and it's edible for people so yeah making pies and jams and stuff and stuff it's awesome
1: yeah. okay now that you just said edible is it uh very easy to recognize not to confuse <laughs> anything else
2: i'm glad you brought that up uh i i would say it is pretty distinctive from other other stuff yeah yeah, pretty dark purple berry. It's it's a big shrub too, so it's kind of hard to mistake for other other things. But definitely ID stuff before you you yeah. know, pop things in your <laughs> mouth. I will say that. Yes. <laughs> you gotta have a
1: disclaimer. PSA. Right. PSA.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't eat any berry you find. Yeah.
1: All right. So my favorite question to ask is, "What is your favorite movie, and do you have a quote from it?"
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh man. I I do like the Big Lebowski. That's yes. I don't know oh what that, yes, that movie just right like
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get some shout outs for that one for sure. And the obvious
2: one from that is the Dude Abides. So Bides. you know,
0: you know, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, here's kind of a fun one. If General Mills hired you to decide which one to eliminate from Chex mix, which one would you choose? From Chex Mex.
2: I don't even, oh my gosh, I haven't had Chex Mex in forever, but those weird little chalky, like, swiggly things that are in the.
0: Oh, in I think the, they're called like, like the breadsticks. Yeah. Maybe? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Whatever. You know,
0: <laughs> could do without those. Yeah. Pretzels are right it's Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. And so, uh, straightforward here. This is going to say everything about you. So, watch your answer. <laughs> Uh-oh. Are you a dog or a cat person?
2: Oh dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy. One. Uh, what breed? Uh I I have uh she's an old little cocker spaniel at the moment, but oh, nice. I every pit bull I've I've met too, I've I've fallen in love with. So I'm I'm all over the dog spectrum. <laughs> nice. Those big old heads you
1: just oh, yeah, you yeah.
2: have to get in there scratch so ears cute. In.
0: Yeah. Yep. Let's see. Oh, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live and why? Oh man, I mean,
2: I, yeah. This this sounds super cliche, but right here in Spokane, <laughs> I think this this area is just we're so lucky to have all the beautiful lands that we do. There's there's a unique spot for everybody here. You know, we've got beautiful farmlands and healthy forests and. Down by the river is just stellar and beautiful and nice trails. It's it's really hard to beat.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. you all the four seasons, got the mountains, the lakes. Oh yeah, yeah. Snow is the best. All right, and then finally, one that we always ask our guests: Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Oh, that one's hard. <laughs> that one's hard. Uh, I think Stones. Stones? Yeah yeah we're gonna have to tally these up one of these days (laughs) see where we land (laughs) awesome well rose thank you so much for taking the time to come and speak with us on the podcast today everybody make sure you go and check out all the great work that the inland northwest land conservancy is doing around our county make sure you check out their website and follow them on their facebook and their instagram pages thanks so much for being here yeah thank you so much Rocks to Roots is sponsored by the Office of Farmland Preservation. Office of Farmland Preservation is a program within the Washington State Conservation Commission that works to address the rapid loss of working farm and forest lands in our state. Together, the Washington State Conservation Commission and conservation districts provide voluntary, incentive-based programs that empower private landowners to implement conservation on their property. You can learn more about their programs and services by visiting their website, scc.wa.gov.